Turn with me, please, in the book of Psalms again. Psalm 124. Didn't feel like we were quite done with talking about God is on my side. Can you take some more of that? Now, if you hadn't uh, been with us on this, let me encourage you to go get caught up. Go online, watch, download the messages. won't cost you anything. Or you can even get uh, hard copies here in the building or there in Sarasota. And um, those of you that had been here, would it be worth it for them? Would it be worth their time and effort to, to get into this? And besides that, the price is right. <laughs> right? Around here we have a saying, uh, no charge means... No excuse for not knowing it, not getting it. You can't say you couldn't afford it. Psalm 124, verse 1. Let's pray and release faith together. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance and anointing for right now. You said that where we were gathered together in your name, you would be there in the midst of us. So we we know you are here. We know your Holy Spirit is in us, on us, in our midst. We're asking for enlightenment and understanding. We're asking for knowledge of the holy. We're asking for the wisdom of God, the direction, the unveiling, revealing and reminding us of your holy plan, of your will and your ways. Anything we need to see differently, any, any, in any ways we need to be corrected, anything we've thought wrong or believed wrong, help us to see that and get that fixed. And what we've not yet seen revealed to us. And we purpose to be not just hearers only, but to be doers. And as surely as we act on what you tell us, great things will happen. That is the key to miracles. You are faithful to watch over your word and perform it in the lives of all. Who do it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen Amen means so be it. So be it. Psalm 124. Verse 1. It says "If, if it had not been the Lord. Who was on our side. Now may Israel say. If it had not been the Lord. Who was on our side. When men rose up against us. Then they swallowed us up quick, and when their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. The proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who's not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, you can see readily in this uh, psalm that he was describing going through some things. Uh, He said the waters would have overwhelmed us, uh, would have been swallowed up quick, 
there were uh, snares and traps planted and placed. Uh, Believing in God, walking by faith, does not mean you'll never have any challenges. Doesn't mean you'll never have any, any attacks or obstacles or temptations. What it does mean is if you'll trust God and never turn loose of Him, He'll always cause you to triumph. <laughs> cause you to come out, come through, come over. Always. Always. So um, don't, the, you know, in Peter he said, don't, don't be, this is me paraphrasing a little bit, don't be shocked concerning the trials that would try you. Don't be shocked. Uh, we live in a cursed, dark place. We don't realize how cursed and dark it is because this is all we've ever known. We were born into this. But uh, I'm convinced as soon as you get out of here, you're going to be amazed at how light it is and how bright it is. This is a, you know, even though lights might be shining bright and the sun might shine bright in the daytime, it's a dark dark place spiritually. Darkness is over all the the world. And the spirit of disobedience and and the God of this world who's the enemy is is ruling and manipulating the minds and lives of those that believe not. And we got to curse in the earth. I mean there's just there's death everywhere. Now we by the grace of God we're making it okay. We're making it through it. But uh, that's why we need to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. And faith is the victory that overcomes this world. Does this world need to be overcome? If you don't overcome it, it'll overcome you. Uh, You know, I don't have to tell you that all you got to do is lay down and quit. And you will be overwhelmed by all of the cruelty, the uh, tragedy that's in the world. If if your heart is not calloused and hardened, there's enough everywhere you look to just make you want to cry half the time. Hmm? So much evil. So much pain. None of this. Is the will of God. He didn't create it that way. He created. If you want to see the will of God. You have to go all the way back. To the beginning of the book. Before sin. And you got to skip over everything in the middle. And go to the very end. (laughs) And see. What it's like. When God's will is really done completely. No pain, no sorrow, no crying, no dying, no sorrow. Hmm? That's always been his will. Now, it's sad that the enemy has a lot of preachers and a lot of uh, church-going folks convinced that everything that's going on right now is somehow the intricate, mysterious plan of God that nobody understands. No, it's real simple. All this evil's going on because man has a free will. 
and has chosen to disobey God and reject God. And that allowed the destroyer to come in. And stealing, killing, and destroying is rampant throughout the earth. And none of that is the will of God. But he had a plan. I said he had a plan. And the plan is online. And soon and very soon, it's all going to be fixed. New heavens, new earth, wherein is no curse. You've never been in a place like that. No curse. We, you never, we, we have no idea what that's like. That means no thorns, no briars, never too hot, never too cold. Perfect. The way God intended for it to be. <clears throat> Did I lose somebody? So this, all of this is very, very temporary. All of this. Everything, everything down here. How did we get into all that? <coughs> Where are you? Back up Psalm 118. Psalm 118. And let's just start in verse 1. It's not a very long psalm. Psalm 118, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Is he good? We're singing about him being good tonight. His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endures forever. Let the church at Branson now say that his mercy endures forever. Let the church at Sarasota say... Yeah, that's good. Let everybody online say. Yeah. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endures forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. And the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Don't you like that phrase? I don't like little tight stuff. No, no. Little tight car. A little tight apartment. <laughs> no thanks. Give me some room. How about it? The Lord will give you some room. You must say, I'm in a little tight spot. Well, that's great. It's better than not having a spot. But go ahead and believe God some more. Go ahead and believe God for a big comfortable place. Huh? Comfortable. Comfortable. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, the Lord, verse 6, are you there? The Lord is on my side. Is he? Boy, David knew it. The Lord's on my side. As a result, what? I will not fear. That's what happens when it becomes real to you. That the creator of the heavens and the earth is for you. Perfect love displaces, puts out fear. 
And if you're still fearing, and all of us have in the past, it's because you didn't realize who's for you, who's with you, how much he cares about you, how much he's for you, how long he'll be for you. When that dawns on us, our fear leaves. And to be completely free of all fear is the most liberating life one can live. It's the most glorious life you can live. Many people don't think it's possible. They do not think you can go through this life without fears every day. But you can. I said you can. Didn't the psalmist also say, the Lord delivered me from all my fears. Well, if he delivered you from all your fears, then how many you got left? None. None. But that won't happen until we believe the love that he has for us. And walk in the awareness that he is with me. He's in me. He's for me. He's on my side. He takes my part. He'll never leave me. Nor forsake me. He will not. He will not. He will not. In any degree. Leave me helpless. Nor forsake me. Nor let me down. Nor relax his hold on me. Assuredly not. I'm quoting scripture. That one just happened to be from the Amplified. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. When you believe that, fear leaves you. Now, I didn't say you wouldn't be tempted to fear. You will be. Things will come up. It'll hit you. And you'll be tempted to, to panic. You'll be tempted to be alarmed. But what you got to do is remind yourself, hold on, hold on. He's still on the throne. He's still right here with me. Nothing's too hard for him. He's not going to leave me. He already, I, I may not know what to do, but he already knows what to do. And all the important stuff that needs to be done, he's actually already done. And any details I need to know, he'll show me. So what, what if I die? What if I don't make it out of this? Dying is not defeat for the believer. This is where we need mind renewal. Oh my God, I may not make it out of this. Well, if the Lord tarries is coming that much longer, none of us going to make it out of this. In the sense of we're going to die. People say, oh, I don't like talking about that. Well, I need to talk about it some more then. Because <laughs> as long as you're afraid to die, you're not ready to live. The fear of death will keep you in bondage, the scripture says. You, you will live like this. Even if you put on a happy face, <laughs> you're still the tension, the apprehension. The dread, dread, in the back of your mind, the dread, what, what if, what if, what if, always the what if, what if we don't have enough money, what if 
They give me a bad report. What if, what if they say they don't love me anymore? What if they leave me? What if, what if, what if, what if? And old friend, if, if you will, if you let the enemy do that, it, it will destroy. It'll rob you of your joy. It will rob you of your peace. It will ruin your health. The reason, one of the big reasons the Lord said, cast all your care over on Him is because we are not designed to handle it. Care, anxious worry, and fear will age you prematurely. It will weaken your immune system. It will damage your nervous system. It will cause all kind of things to happen. And of course, when you get all grouchy and ugly and mean, you're no fun to be around. And a lot of folks don't stay. Well, ought to. Well, forget about ought to. You got what it is? And wishful thinking. But what if they leave me? You won't be alone. You won't be alone. Yes, sir. I said you won't be alone. Right. And if they're being dumb, the Lord could give you better friends. Of course, you might need to be a better friend yourself. And sow that and reap it. But this, this gloom, this dread of always some bad thing happened or about to happen or everything's so bad... It'll rob you of your life. Because while you're doing that, precious days and weeks and months and years are slipping by that you will not get back. And if you were miserable through them, you wasted those years. Time you won't get back. When you could be rejoicing in the Lord. Always. Huh? You could be casting all your cares over on Him. You could be walking in the peace that passes understanding. You could be. I said you could be. No matter what is going on in life and in the world around about you, you can still walk in faith. Because faith's not based on what you see, it's not based on what you feel. That's why it's such a wonderful life. Verse 6. The Lord is on my side. Somebody said out loud. The Lord is on my side. What's the result? I will not. I won't be afraid about money. I won't be afraid about the, for the, about the kids. Hmm? I just, I just, I just love them so much. I just, and, and they're not, they're not living right, and they're not acting right, and I just, I, I, it keeps me up at night. I understand, but if you really care about them, you want to do something that'll actually make a difference. And all your worry and fear will not help them one bit. In fact, it can make it worse, and your fears can come on you. That was one of the big mistakes Job made. Where his kids were concerned. He was continually in fear about them. That they wasn't living right. And they weren't, and, and probably they weren't. All indications are 
that they were rich, they were billionaires' kids, and basically all they did was party. And he was afraid that something's going to happen to them, and it did. And you know what he said? How he described it? I feared a fear, and it came on me. Well, I can't help it. That's a lie. Now, what I'm talking about now, I didn't say it was easy. It takes strength of spirit. It takes trusting God. Hmm? Casting the care about that child or that grandchild or that great-grandchild over on him and saying, Lord, you've heard my prayer. You already knew about all this. None of this shocks you or surprises you. I call you faithful. You've kept us this far. You've got us through this far. You know what that that child means to me. You know what that grandchild means to me. And yet I know you love them more than I do. And I want you to know that you got somebody believing you for them. Mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa. Lord, I'm believing. Yes, I am. If they don't see it, you'll show them again. If they don't get it the 40th time, you'll show them the 41st time. Hmm? If they wind up in a place where judgment's about to fall on them, I've asked you, have mercy on them. Spare them. Get them out of there. Give, give them another opportunity. But that is not the same as, oh, oh, I don't know. I just, it just bothers me so much. That sinners do that. There's no faith in that. I know you feel that way, but you got to be strong and rise up. And even if you got tears on your face and, and all these feelings of fear, resist it and say, no, no, no. God has heard my prayers. And I'm casting the care of this over on him. What does that mean? I'm trusting him to do whatever needs to be done. And giving them mercy. And giving them another opportunity. Hallelujah. And when somebody asks you about it and they want to tell you about how crazy they're acting again. You say, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear that. God's working on them. Why what makes you say that? I've prayed. He's hurt me. Somebody needs to be in faith. That somebody is you. When everybody's crying, wringing their hands, talking about how bad it is, God needs somebody in that family that will trust him. And not act like he's not there. Not act like he can't do anything about this. He needs somebody. Like you. Somebody just like you. That'll smile and go, oh, don't, 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 don't keep that on your mind. Don't be moved by that. You know, there was a time when you didn't live right either, right? <laughs> huh? Look at you. You came around. Right? Don't, don't, don't let that move you. Oh, the, the almighty one. The, the, the one who loves us with the everlasting love. He's on the he's on the case. He's on the case. 
You just watch. He's dealing with them. He's sending laborers across their path. He's giving them dreams in the night. He's bringing things to their remembrance. They're seeing him in every road sign and and every commercial. they, They can't get away from him. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Just love him and get in faith with me. Get in faith with me. Say it out loud. And this I do want you to say. Say it out loud. Everything is working out. For my good. Our good. And God's glory. Everything. God is causing everything to work out together for our good. Why? Because we love Him. We love Him and we're believing Him. It's working out together for our good. When you say our, if you're praying for them, they're part of the family. Our good and God's glory. Hmm? Thank you, Lord. You got to quit your crying. You got to quit your staying mad and upset all the time because if you are, you're not in faith. You got to stop that. And you got to remember who you're dealing with here the Creator of the heavens and the earth. Nothing they're doing is shocking Him. He's seen it all. (laughs) He has seen it all and heard it all. And He loves them, He wants them. And all He needs is somebody like you. That will hold on to him. And hold on to them. Hmm? And not let go. Hallelujah. Somebody say the Lord. Is on my side. What's the result? I won't fear. That's when you know that God's on your side. That's the result. Goes on to say verse 7. The Lord takes my part. With them that help me, therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. That's the devil, first of all. And verse 8, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Is that true? It's better, verse 9, to put to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Now, they're they're men too, but they're men with greater ability. They're the ones that have authority. They're the ones that have the money. But still, you don't want to put your trust in a man. Now, most every Christian would agree with that. And yet, folks turn around and put their hope and trust in flesh. Because flesh, they can see is more real to them than God whom they can't see. And they look to a man as their salvation. Somebody's going to give me the money. Somebody's going to do that for them or for me. Somebody's going to, somebody or some group of somebodies. And you get your eyes on people, you are going to be disappointed and let down. If not this time, next time, or the time after that, but you are going to be disappointed and let down for a number of reasons. One thing, man can't do everything that you need.
There just gets into situation after situation. They can't do it no matter how much they want to. They can't make it happen. And then of course you've got so many cases where men or women change their mind. They, they don't do what they said they would do. And if you fall apart, then that shows that your trust was in them instead of God. If you, you know, God uses people. And we know that, but never get your eyes on people. Hmm? You know, I, more than once, we've had people call the, the ministry and sometimes want to talk to me and tell me about all this big offering and big money they want to put into the church. I know this one lady one time, she says, uh, I said, well, praise God. She's talking about this big amount of money. I said, well, that's great. She said, well, you don't seem all that excited. <laughs> I said, well, I said, uh, I, I I do appreciate it. I said, but really this is between you and the Lord. You know, if he deals with you, he tells you to do this. This is between you and him. And we would need to pray about it and see you know, if we're supposed to receive it too. What? I said, yeah. Yeah, this is, these things are holy. Hmm? And sometimes people, they got strings. They want something. And you can't have that. You can't have that. Anyway, uh, in this one particular case, she said, well, you don't seem very excited. I know. She never did it. That was 10 years ago. Wow. <laughs> never did it. If I'd have been jumping around acting silly, that'd have been shown how unspiritual I was. Yes. No. I, I was, and we were believing for some things. I mean, it, it's interesting how, how this kind of thing can happen. It could seem like, well, man, here's the answer. But I, I, the Lord helped me some years ago, Phyllis and I, no matter what seems to be going on at the time, do not take your eyes off of him and get them on them. Don't ever do that. For, for your sake and for their sake. And the situation's sake. Is everybody listening? I have seen that happen so many times. Somebody's believing for something and they're legitimately believing God. And somebody starts talking about a natural way it can be done. And so they quit looking to God and start focusing on this. Oh yeah, this is it. This is how it's going to be. And the Lord never said that's how it's going to be. They just assumed and presumed and filled in the blanks. And then they put all their hope and trust in what these people were doing and their idea or their scheme. And it didn't work. And they found out later that there were some ulterior motives. And I have seen this too many times. And they're just crushed when the people didn't do what they said they would do or turned out they couldn't do. Well, if you get crushed, it's your fault. Entirely, because you never should have got your eyes on them as your source to start with. If God uses them, glory to God. If not, He'll use somebody else. But none of us are the source. Hmm? None of us. He's the source. Any men and women He might use to do a thing are simply channels. And he can use 
any number of channels. Thousands of different channels you never, you and I never thought of. Is this okay? It is, do not take your eyes off the Lord and get him on a man. I thank God for good doctors and researchers and, and nurses and people in the medical field. Uh, Phyllis and I pray for them. I'm, I, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, show our researchers how to deal with this disease and, and help them develop uh, treatments and procedures. And, and I, I, I'm in faith about these things. But you have to watch about somebody being in faith and then somebody saying, we've we got this drug or we've got this coming. And then they get their eyes off of him and go, okay, this is it. And fixate on this procedure or these doctors or this clinic or this whatever. You're in trouble. Because they can't fix everything. And they don't know everything. And they could be wrong about what they're thinking. No matter how well intentioned they are, they could be wrong. Right? And it is so soon that they'll have to look at you and go, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. And and if your faith is in them, you are crushed. Fear will overwhelm you at that point. You have no hope. But it never should have got to that point. I said it never should have got to that point. You should always know who your healer is. Just one. I said, just one. No man can heal you. Now, if the Lord helped you through those folks, that's wonderful. That's great. But if they couldn't do it, he could use somebody else or nobody else. Right? But my eyes, come on, somebody say, my eyes are on him. My faith is in him. He's my source. He's my healer. He's my provider. He's my protector. And see, when you got your faith in Him, what people do or don't do does not pull the rug out from under you. It just does not. When you're shattered, when you're broken, when you're crushed, it's because you were trusting them instead of Him. Don't do it. I said, don't do it. I'm, I'm your pastor. Phyllis and I are your pastors. But don't trust us to make this go. That's right. That's right. That's right. Huh? We're not trusting us to make this go. These churches and this ministry and these things. Trust him. Right? Trust him. He's the one. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody knows when they hear it, they know that's the right thing to say. But when it comes time to do it, it's it's all too easy to get your eyes on a man. Get your eyes on a woman. All right, they're going to do it. God's going to do it through them. So them. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Get your eyes off of them. If he uses them, okay. If not, still okay. You need to say it out loud. No man man is my source. source. No woman. No man man is my healer. My my provider. 
My protector. No man. No man. Oh, it makes you free. It keeps you stable. Hmm? That includes your spouse. That includes your children. Right? They're my life. That's wrong. They're my whole life. That's wrong. If they're your whole life, God is not your whole life. And you're vulnerable. First time they decide they, you know, somebody, you're a friend or a family member, or spouse, God forbid, but decide they don't like you anymore, you'll be crushed. You'll be de- devastated. Because all of your eggs were in their basket. <laughs> all your sense of worth and self esteem was coming through what they said or thought about you, and they are my everything. There's only one man supposed to be your everything. And he is the man, Christ Jesus, and he is your everything, and he will never leave you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So you are secure in him. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Let me read some other uh, other verses along this line. We have uh, quite a few. I get to study and sometimes get carried away. But it's better to have too much, right, than, uh, than not enough. So we got both barrels loaded, but I may just shoot one, so... <laughs> uh, you're there in the Psalms. Look in Psalm 20, or I'll just read them. They'll put them on the screen. You don't have to turn to all these necessarily. I just want this to get in in our spirits better. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And they are brought down and fallen. Who? Those that trusted in chariots and horses. But we are risen and stand upright. Hallelujah. Now see, in in those days, chariots and horses and armaments, that was the the might of the military. We might say today, some trust in fighter jets, some trust in smart bombs, some trust in missiles, submarines, and, and tanks. And not to say you shouldn't have those. Uh, Proverbs puts it like this. Proverbs 21 and 30. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. They got the horse ready. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but they weren't counting on the horse. They were trusting in the Lord. So we do need a strong military. Hmm? We need a military so strong. That nobody thinks about messing with us. <laughs> that all we have to do is act like we're going to start firing up some stuff. And everybody goes, hey, hey, whoa, forget it, forget it. We, we'll just go back over here. Because if you get too weak, you get to look like easy pickings to the predators that are in this world. And there are many of them. 
If we didn't have a strong military and the mercy and help of the Lord, there'd be another flag flying over us in just a few days. If you don't think so, you just are thinking wrong. So yeah, you get the horse ready. You get the horse ready. You load the tank. You fuel the jet. Hmm? You train the guys. But if you're just counting on that and relying on that, you can be sorely disappointed. You can be shocked and surprised when what you thought was going to be enough is not enough. Because unless the Lord protects you and keeps you, you won't be kept. Unless he builds the house, you labor in vain. So we got some stuff. We use it, but we're not trusting in it. Safety is of the Lord. <clears throat> in Psalms, you're, you're there. Let's read some more. Psalm uh, 33. Psalm 33 and 16. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be on us according as we hope in thee. He, he's on my side. That, that's the big thing. All this other is just little stuff. In the 146th Psalm. Psalm 146, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Now have you noticed the other ones, several of the other passages started the same way. Praise the Lord. This is not a coincidence. You'll see praising the Lord, not fearing, and trusting in God. They all go together. And it is not just a good idea. It is the response that determines whether the Lord's able to keep you or not. And if you heard that one or not. It's not just a good idea to praise the Lord and not fear and trust in Him. It is the response, the only response that allows the Lord to do for you what he's not able to do for millions on the planet that are being consumed and being destroyed. How is it fair for him to spare you and yours when so many others are being destroyed? If you'll do what they're not doing, he is righteous. Yes. In doing for you what wasn't done for them. What are they doing? They are fearing. They are trusting in the arm of flesh. Come on, are you with me? And they are certainly not praising him. A lot of them don't even believe in him. But for us to praise him. When everything around us is trying to scare us. And shake us. It shows faith. When everything looks like we're about to be, this is the end, and we're praising God for victory. We can't even see how it could happen. That's faith. 
And that pleases him and that allows him access into our life. When instead of throwing up your hands because man doesn't have a cure, instead of throwing up your hands because nobody wants to help you with any money, you say, that doesn't matter. God is my source. I wouldn't look into them anyway. This makes it simple. (laughs) No need even talking about trust that anymore. He is my source. My supply. My healer. My protector. My provider. And he never fails. He never fails. Yeah, but what about Aunt Mildred? And what about Uncle Joe and them? You better get that off your mind. Truth is, you don't really know what happened with them. You may think you do. You might have saw what happened on the outside. But you do not know what they believed and didn't believe in their heart. And what they did or didn't do. Besides that, and what the Lord told to Peter about John, you know, uh, if I want him to stay till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Don't don't let the enemy trick you into that. What about them? What about them? Don't do not just just change channels. Get your mind off of that. Acknowledge I don't know what really happened to them, and that's not my responsibility. But I, I it's my job to trust my God. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord? I'll sing praises to my God while I have any being. Now that's beyond this life. That's beyond needing to breathe. Because you're going to have being throughout eternity. So you might as well get acclimated to praising God. Because this is going to be... Your life. <coughs> this is an amazing thought. A thousand years from now. Five hundred thousand years from now. A billion years from now. You're going to be doing something. You're going to exist. You're going to be you. Now you're going to be something else. Developed from where you are now. You think you've developed some in the last 20 or 30 years? How about developing for the next 100 million years without the restrictions of a cursed earth? Now it's not apparent that we are the sons of God, but then it's going to be obvious. You're going to shine like a star. Everybody will know you are a son of the living God. That's male or female. You're a son of the living God. You'll look like it. You'll sound like it. You'll act like it. <laughs> but one thing you will be doing. Is praising. Your God. And you will be. You will excel at it. Oh. You always wanted to sing. But your voice cracked and you couldn't quite get it to do down here. Hey, these hundred plus years are nothing. It's going to be a blip on the radar of your life. You are going to be able to praise God. The angels will back up and listen to you. Because nobody, but nobody can sing and praise and worship like the redeemed. 
It's about the heart. (laughs) No caliber of being has had done for them what God has done for us. And it infuses our praise. It comes through in our worship and our thanks. And we only just getting started with it. (laughs) But you might as well go ahead and practice up down here. Is that right? Because it's not just a matter of practicing. It is a, a response to attack. It is your part of responding to an attack or a problem. You can either panic and and get afraid and get depressed and be defeated because you're walking beside and no faith and forget who's with you. Or you can reach out by faith and put your hand on him and know he's in me, he's on me, he's around me, he knows in from the beginning. He's got me. Somebody say, he's got me. He's got me. None of this took him by surprise. He's got me. He's got me. I'm in the palm of his hand and nothing, nobody can pluck me or tear me out of his hand. And if you believe that, it keeps the fear off of you and it keeps the peace in you and peace and joy bubbles up and wants to come out. It wants to come, it wants to come out. And it comes out in praise and worship and thanksgiving and exaltation. You praise and you praise and you do not fear. You praise and you praise and by faith you draw near. You praise and you praise and the Ancient of Days keeps away the enemy and overwhelms every curse. And just about time the enemy thinks, ah, there's a crack, then you sing another verse. (laughs) You live the life of praise. Hallelujah. And so you stay in the strength of the Almighty. Can you say amen, amen? Somebody say, that's me. That's me. Let's finish reading our song. Glory to God. I can't tell where this psalm ends and the other psalms coming out of me ends. <laughs> Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is what? Man's not our answer. If they get anything good that can help us, God gave it to them. And He's given it to us through them. Still came from Him. Right? If we look to them, we're going to be disappointed. I don't care who it is. How much you love them, you're going to be disappointed. If you look to them to fulfill you. Hmm? To make you feel needed, loved, important, and all these things. Well, that's their job. No, no, no. It's your job to love them. Bless them. What they do for you is between them and God. And you need to stay out of it. Because pulling on them will only choke them. 
and hurt them. You remember when Rachel uh, told uh, (coughs) her husband, she said, give me children or I'm going to die. He said, am I God? (laughs) Can you see she's putting pressure on him. He can't do what what she wants and what she needs. People do this to each other all the time. They do it to each other all the time. Give me what I want. Give me my place. Acknowledge my gift. Let me do this. Let me do that. Give me money. Support me. Tell me you appreciate me. You believe in me. You need to get your eyes off of them. They don't have anything to give you that's worth anything unless the Lord gives it to you through them. But he doesn't have to give it through them. He can give it straight to you. Whether they do or they don't. And it sets everybody free. You're not pulling on them. They're not pulling on you. Hmm? You're not pulling on your employer. I need that raise. I got to have that raise. I got to have that money. They're not your source. You're not pulling on the government. I need more help. I need more help. Are they your source? If they are, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. Well, some folks like it okay. (laughs) Others, I can hear the gears turning. Don't put your trust in princes. Don't put your trust in the Son of Man in whom is, is no help. His breath goes forth. He returns to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. This man or this woman that you got your eyes on, they could quit breathing now. And now what you going to do? Oh, no, they're young. They're going to be around a long time. You don't know that. You don't know that. Oh, we got a good 20 years. We got a good 40 years. Got a good 60 years. Before we have to think about that, you have no idea. You don't know that. What you do know, need to know, is if you got your eyes on them, now or later, you're going to be disappointed. Because they either won't or can't do what you need. And you're going to be disappointed. But if your eyes are on him, he's not going away. And he always can do it. And he always will do it. And he'll never leave you. Keep reading. Happy is he that has the God of Jacob for his help. Whose hope is in the Lord his God. Is that you? So we can tell who's got their eyes on God. It's the happy ones. (laughs) I said we can tell. Can't we? Those who know God is their help. And their hope and expectation and faith is in Him. Are happy. Scripture said so. What about the depressed ones? Well we know what's going on with them. They're not looking to the Lord. They either look into their self. Are they looking to some other people or some group or some business or some whatever? That's my salvation. The bank, the bank. Well, the bank told me they wouldn't loan me the money, so we can't do it. See, you thought they were your source. Well, the doctor said he couldn't help me, so I guess I'll just die. You thought he was the healer. Hmm? Well, that preacher didn't give me the answer I wanted, so... I'll just quit. I'm not coming back anymore. 
He never was the Savior. Come on, are you with me? Oh, friends, how safe you become, how secure, how stable you become when you lift your eyes off of people and you look up to him. And you dismiss all the junk that everybody's doing down here, (laughs) which is wonderful. We've had people ask Phyllis and I, on, I don't know how many times this has happened, did y'all hear about this? We said, no, thank the Lord, no. <laughs> did you hear about this was going over here? No, we just, we serve God and, and, and do this. <laughs> just look over, you know. Amen. I know there's stuff going on, but most of that stuff I don't need to know. That's right. Amen. I don't need to know the stuff that's going to take my faith away Come on. and keep me upset. Come on, are you with me? That ain't going to help you. If I come up here and I'm mad about what everybody's doing in the church. I tell you, I've had it. I am fed up with this. I've told y'all we're not doing this, but no, you just keep on. That'd be Keith in the flesh. That's not going to feed your spirit. That's not going to help you. But now you, you laugh about it, but it wouldn't be hard to do. How would you get there? Doing this. Instead of this. <laughs> huh. <coughs> Happy. Y'all still on the verb? Happy. Happy Happy. is he that has the God of Jacob for himself. Whose hope is in the Lord is God. The the people that are trusting him, they're happy. And even if the plan that people were trying to come up with, if the whole thing falls apart, they're still happy because their faith was in him. Wasn't in them. Wasn't in them anyway. You know, there were times when people came, uh, the big crowds, and tried to make Jesus uh, king. Tried to, you know, say, no, we, you're going to be in charge. We're going to put you in charge. And he just left. He just slipped out. And the Bible said he knew what was in man. <clears throat> he knew that could change next week or tomorrow afternoon. Right? One day. They want to crown you king. Next day, they want to put you on the cross. That that literally happened. And he knew that, which is why he didn't hang around. <laughs> and they're looking for him. I mean, they, they, there are thousands of people. I guess there are scores of thousands of people. And this is a mass movement in the country to make Jesus the king. And he's there, and then they can't find him. And so they can't do what they want to do, and he's somewhere else. Why? Because he wasn't looking at them. He knew what was in man and didn't need that any should testify him. He didn't need them to tell them he's king. He knows he's king. Whether they think so or whether they don't. And that ain't going to change from popular opinion. Are most people affected by popular opinion? Oh, if everybody likes them, oh, yeah, it's good. But then if tomorrow they don't, oh, man. 
boom. They crash and burn. But if we're looking to the Lord, he didn't change. What he's saying didn't change. I didn't say you wouldn't be tempted. You wouldn't feel it. But you'll still be stable because your eyes are on him. Looking unto him. The author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking away from this other stuff. Looking over this other stuff. Happy. Somebody say happy. 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 So we can tell what's going on with me, you, all of us. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Glory to God. Boy, there's so much here. Go. Well, no. Go to Isaiah. I want you to see this. Let's don't miss this. Isaiah 41. Instead of continually thinking about what's wrong, what the problem is, what I need, what I want, what people are are not doing for me or what somebody's doing against me, we need to be, Brother Hagin used to say this, we need to be more God inside minded. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If we are aware of him all the time, we won't be full of fear. We won't be hopeless. We won't be defeated and depressed. But if we're aware of all the problems out here and forget about who's in here, then you will be. We need to remind ourselves continuously, I mean, and that's where praise comes in, of who loves us, who is for us, who's in us. Because the enemy will try to get us away from that. He'll try to deceive us about that. He lies on God to you. He accuses God to you and accuses you to God. He's the accuser of the brethren. He will accuse God. Somebody say, accuse God to you. Yeah, absolutely. He does it all the time. Where's God when you need him? What's he waiting on? I thought this. I thought that. What about what happened to them? Y'all prayed. Y'all stood. What about? How come? What if? He, he's, he's trying to paint a shadow of doubt. In your mind about God's character. Is he really faithful? Does he really care? Is he even real? Can you see how that goes? It just gets darker and darker. If, if you start listening to it. You know. It, is there even a God? Maybe God don't even exist. You're about to be in as much darkness. As an unbeliever. And it's all because of listening to the wrong thing. Oh, but friend, the more mindful you are of the one who's inside you, the more real he will be to you. The more you praise him, the more you think about him, the more you talk about who he is, what he is, who he is to me. It just, it changes 
Your darkness in the light, it enlightens your darkness. And in his light, you see light. The more uh, unthankful you are, the more darkened your understanding is. Romans 1 teaches this. And the more depressed you become. Some of the most, you know, in their esteem, the most intelligent people around are some of the most depressed people you'll ever want to see. They just imagine they're so smart that they don't need God and God doesn't exist and they are in so much darkness they don't even see who gave them their next breath. Many of them have committed suicide. But the more aware you are of God and the more you talk about Him and the more you praise Him in His light we see light. You see more truth and you get excited about that. And while you're praising God for that, you see something else. And you get even more excited. And you become like us. (laughs) You shout, you praise, you sing, you talk in tongues, you believe in miracles, you believe in prosperity, you believe in the authority of the believer. And you're just having a good time every day. That's right. That's right. And people can say, oh, bless their hearts. They're just caught up with all this religious stuff. They're just, leave us alone. It beats, it beats your depression any day of the week. Besides that, it's actually true. <clears throat> Psalm 41, verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. 41.10. I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Can you take this word for yourself? Can you, can you say, sit out loud. The Lord, the Lord is, with is with me. I will not be dismayed. Not be See, what if you're dismayed? You don't, you don't realize he's with you. Yeah. You don't believe he's with you. It's not real to you that he's with you. Yeah. Say it out loud. He's my God. He's my God. He, will strengthen me. he will strengthen me. He will help me. He will, help me. He will hold me up. That's what uphold means. He will hold me up with the right hand of his righteousness. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isaiah 43, 1. 43, 1. I'm just reminding you of what he said to you. 43.1. Now thus says the Lord that created you, O Jacob, he that formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. Has he redeemed us? I've called you by your name. You are mine. Keep reading. When you pass through the waters. He didn't say there'd never be any waters. But when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they won't overflow you. It may look like you're going to drown, but you won't. When you walk through the fire, you won't be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. He didn't say there wouldn't be any fire. He didn't say there wouldn't be any waters. But you're not going under. And they won't burn you. Oh, somebody say glory to God. 
For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, the, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for you. Since you were precious in my sight, you've been honorable. I have loved you. Therefore, I've given men for you and people for your life. This is redemption. And the ultimate of that, he loved us so much, he gave his son. He gave Jesus to get us. Verse 5, what does it say? What does it say? Fear not, for I am with you. Oh, somebody say, I refuse to fear. Because he is with me. Isaiah 57. 57, 11. I know I'm giving you some extra scriptures tonight. But it won't hurt you. These are things he said to us. He said this to you. He said this to me. Do we believe it? Isaiah 57, 11, he asks us a question. Of whom have you been afraid or feared that you have lied and not remembered me? The only way we can get all bent out of shape and panic and depressed and full of fear is to forget him. That's the only way you can do it. Is get so preoccupied with that that you forget him. He said, who is you been afraid of that you forgot me? You didn't remember me, nor laid it to heart. Have not I, and I've held my peace of old, that you fear me not. We need to remind ourselves continually, no matter how big it is, how bad it may seem, it's nothing in front of our God. It is nothing beside his ability and his power. Hmm? When David faced Goliath, he didn't say, that's the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that guy makes five of me. Oh, God. Hmm? That's the biggest, meanest man-killing machine. And he was. All of the mighty men were afraid of him. Nobody in the whole army would accept his challenge. He was a mountain of a man. And he was a killer from his youth. This is all he's ever done his whole life is fight and train. What did he say though? David. Teenager in all likelihood. Good looking kid. But a kid. Watch his sheep with his slingshot. That's who he is. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine. Let me let me translate that for you. No covenant, nobody. Who is this no covenant, nobody? Well, he's X amount of foot tall. He's a giant. He's this big. He does this. He's and he's saying he's nobody in front of God. He said, "You come to me with your spear, your shield, your big body. I come to you." In the name of the Lord of hosts that you've stood out here and cussed and defiled. And he will deliver you into my hand. I'm going to take you. And then he breaks down. He said, and all your friends too. <laughs> Have you read it? He said, he said, and all your friends too. Now that's big talk. That's big talk for a lanky teenager. <clears throat> but he wasn't counting on Himself. That's right. 
He wasn't counting on his abilities. He wasn't counting on his fighting expertise. He wasn't counting on. He knew he didn't have any of that. Come on, who was he counting on? That giant might have looked impossible when he measured himself to him. But he didn't do that. He didn't measure himself against the giant. He measured the giant against the Almighty. And he looked like the little smallest pipsqueak that ever been standing beside the Almighty. Oh, come on. Is anybody listening in here? That's how you get a miracle. You've got to be able to look at it and go, this no covenant, nobody, this nothing in front of God. What is cancer in front of God? So you've got, you got to get bold. You've got, you got to get sassy about it. Cancer is nothing in front of God. AIDS is nothing in front of God. Heart disease. Diabetes. What is that beside God? What is that? What, who is this and what is this that you've been afraid of that and not remembered me, the Lord said. He said, you had to forget about me. I know one time we were looking at something in ministry and uh, it looked big to me. And uh, I'm thinking, Lord, I, are we going to step out to do that or are we going to? And the Lord, uh, this went on for a few days and it, this, these amounts and this stuff looked big to me. And the Lord spoke to me after a few days of that. He said, son, if anything looks too big, too hard, too impossible in your life, he said, you're not looking at me. You know what we're talking about right now? He said, you're not looking at me. And that is the truth. I'm looking at it. How big it is. I'm not looking at him. Because if I get to looking at him, I said, if I get to looking at him, <coughs> How big is he? He's bigger than the Rocky Mountains. He's bigger than the Pacific Ocean. He's bigger than our sun, our star. He's more powerful than the forces in our galaxy. We don't even begin to know what that is. But we know he's bigger. I said he's bigger. So what is that few degrees of temperature in your child before the Almighty? What is that? And what is that so-called terminal disease? If you look to man, you can be disappointed. But if you look to him, somebody say, nothing, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing is impossible to him. <coughs> nothing. Glory to God. You're in Isaiah. Go to Go to 43. <coughs> We need to remind ourselves who we're talking about. When we say he's with us, if that's true, it would cause every fear to just run away. Who's with me? The one who said, light be. The one who created the heavens and the earth and everything that's in them is in me. See, that, that hadn't been real to us. I said, that hadn't been real to us. It's not nearly as real to us right now as it needs to be. Is it true? Is it true? Well, no, one of the scriptures said, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
God says this in Isaiah 43.10. He said, you are my witnesses, says the Lord. Isaiah 43.10. My servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. The Bible said that when God swore to Abraham, he swore by himself because there is no greater. Is there anything else out there? There is no other God. He said so. He would know. Keep reading. <clears throat> Isaiah 44, 6. 44, 6. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no God. Who is I shall call and declare it and set it in order for me since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. Verse 8, and this is the complete Jewish Bible. Don't be frightened. Don't be afraid. Didn't I tell you this long ago? I foretold it. You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? There is no other rock. I know of none. That's a God joke. <laughs> and well, God, aren't you omniscient? Don't you know everything? That's right. You don't know of any other gods. I don't know of any. And you know everything. That's right. What does that mean? There ain't one. <coughs> See, there's different language. There is no God uh, like him. There is no God besides him. That's a different phrase. He's it. And he is in you. <laughs> this hasn't been real to us. Even remotely. People plod through life. Acting like he's not even there. Things arise in life and they panic. and We've all done some of it. Like God doesn't even exist. And if you don't act like he exists. You don't acknowledge him. It hinders him from doing something in your life. Remember in the psalm he said they turned and limited the Holy One of Israel. That's how you limit him. Oh, but the very thing, the very opposite can cause God's power to begin to manifest in your life immediately. No matter what's going on, you begin to become God inside minded. You begin to say, he's here. He's here. He's for me. He's with me. And just saying that in faith, you'll begin to sense strength. You'll begin to sense direction. You'll begin to, but if you throw up your hands and go, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you act like God doesn't didn't exist. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Darkness. And he'll be right there. But you won't be acknowledging him. In all your ways. Acknowledge him. Somebody say, in all your ways. In all your ways. In all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. He started by saying, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord 
with all of your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. That's all this stuff that's going on around about you. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. You got time or we out of time? Hmm? You had all you can take or? I think you need one more thing. I know that's that's enough to shout about, but I think you need another thing. Second Chronicles, twentieth chapter. Second Chronicles, the twentieth chapter. <clears throat> oh, hallelujah! Oh, praise the Lord! Some trust in chariots, some in horses. Some in people, some in the arm of flesh, some in man. Not us. I said, not us. We trust in the Lord our God. He's our help and our shield. Glory to God. Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. Are you, you looking it up? <clears throat> the first verse describes an alarming situation. Came to pass, the children of Moab, children of Ammon, beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. <clears throat> they came to said to Jehoshaphat, saying, There comes a great multitude against you from beyond the sea on this side of Syria, and behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar and in, in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared, and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim to fast throughout all Judah. Now, the thing to do is to not fear. But he did. And uh, don't, don't knock him, because unless you'd have been there. And it'd be like us today. Everything's going all right. And then, and then here comes word from our intelligence and radar and satellite. The Russians and the Chinese have gotten together. And they're headed your way. Oh, it's easy to say. Don't be afraid. No, they're headed your way. Right now. This one and that one and the other got together. And they've combined their forces and they've come to wipe you out. So we read in the Psalms, if you are afraid, what do you do? You, he, he's doing exactly the right thing. He set himself to seek the Lord. And he got serious about this. Not only is he fasting, he said everybody needs to fast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get serious about this thing. Right? And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And he said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Rulest thou not over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in your hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand you? What's he doing? Is he talking about how big they are? He's talking about how massive the army of Moab is. How, how vast the armaments of Ammon are. No, no. Don't, you can't talk about your bills. You can't talk about the disease. You can't if you want to get in faith. 
What do you got? To, what do you got to do? Talk about who your God is. You talk about who your healer is. You talk about who your provider is. And you praise Him and you exalt Him and you you talk about God. Are you not God, the God who rules in heaven and can rule over all of this? In your hand, isn't there power? Isn't there might? None will be able to withstand you. Talking about how big he is. Are you not our God who did drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to you, the seed of Abraham, your friend, forever? He's doing some good praying here. That's why it's in the book. He said, you remember your friend, don't you? Abraham. You know, we as kids, you remember that? <laughs> remember how you liked Abraham? Remember how you cleared out the heathen, gave us this land to start with? You remember that, Lord? <laughs> well, he ain't forgot, but they needed to remind themselves. <clears throat> and they dwelt here and built the sanctuary for your name. Remember, we built you, we built your house. And we said, if evil comes upon us, a sword, judgment, pestilence, famine, and we stand before this house and in your presence, for your name's in this house. And if we cry to you in our affliction, you will hear and help. And now behold, behold means look. The children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you wouldn't let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt and turned not from them, turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, look how they reward us and have come out here to cast us out of our possession, which you gave us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? We have no might against this great company that comes against us. So they're not looking to theirself. They're not trusting in their generals. They know. They got us outnumbered. Five to one, ten to one. They got us militarily. But there's more to it than that. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Oh, somebody say, Our eyes, my eyes are on you. When they tell you how bad it is. When they tell you how much money it's going to take. When they tell you it's incurable. When they tell you it's terminal. You thank them for their time. Thank them for their work. Right? And then as soon as you got a private moment, you say, Lord, my eyes are on you. I'm not looking to them. You're my deliverer. Your and Lord, nothing's too hard for you. This is just is nothing for you. Somebody needs to say that out loud. This is nothing for you. This is nothing for you. This ten thousand dollars. This is nothing for you. This five hundred thousand dollars. This this is nothing for you. This ten million dollars. This is nothing for you. This disease, healing these kidneys, healing this heart. Healing this blood, this is nothing before you. This, this is nothing to you. Don't talk about how bad the problem is. Talk about how big your God is. And that he's in me. He's here right now. He's in me. Glory to God. Said out loud. See, he, he, what do you do when you don't know what to do? 
What do you do when you don't know what to do? Oh, you'll be in some spots where you don't know what to do. And yet you do know what to do. What do you do when you don't know what to do? You look to him. I said you look to him. You talk to him. You talk about how big he is. Our eyes are on you. Oh, say it again. My eyes are upon you. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Everybody's out there. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all, Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. What's the first thing he said? What's for, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Whew. Now, if you believe that the creator of the heavens and the earth just showed up and said to you, don't be afraid, I've got this. If you believe that, what will you do? You'll go, ha, he's got it. God's got it. And so you cast all your cares. Is that right? And you do what he said and you stop being afraid. You stop being afraid. You stop being dismayed. If you're still afraid, still dismayed, what does that mean? You don't believe it. You don't believe he's there. You don't believe he's real. You don't believe he said that. Verse 16. Tomorrow go you down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. Till then, I guess they didn't know exactly where they were. You'll find them at the end of the brook. I mean, that's better than a GPS. (laughs) Before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Then he says again, what? Fear not, nor be dismayed. See, this is not just pep talk. This is critical in how this is going to turn out. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. I thought we weren't going to have to fight. Yeah, but you still got to go out. (laughs) I thought the battle is the Lord's. It is, but you still going to have to do what he told you to do. (laughs) Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord and did what? They worshipped. The Lord, why? They believe it. They believe this. People can call them religious nuts if they want to, but they believe this. The whole bunch of them. And the Levites and the children of the Kohathites and the children of the Korhites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. That's what you do when you're no longer depressed. That's what you do when you're not afraid anymore. That's what you do when you trust God. Man, they turned up the volume. 
the instruments and the singers, and they were praising God. And they got up early in the morning. They went forth in the wilderness of Tekoa, exactly where the Lord told them. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so you, shall you prosper. That is what the, what the Lord said through the prophet, that he's with us. <clears throat> and when they begin to sing and to praise. Somebody say, when they begin to sing. <clears throat> when they begin to praise. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Confusion in the enemy's camp. <coughs> they had worked out this wonderful agreement. One of them might not have been enough, but three, three armies together, they can wipe Israel off the map. And then when it comes to actually attack them the day of the battle, for some reason, two of them looked at Mount Seir and go, we've had it with you. <laughs> and they started fighting Mount Seir and wiped them out. While Israel's over here praising God. And then when they wiped out Mount Seir, the other two looked at each other and go, I can't stand you either. And they hit each other. <laughs> Does God still do things like this today? <laughs> God can make a disease destroy itself. He can make a disease in the body turn on itself. He can make whatever enemy it is against you. Turn on itself. And them not even know why. They were yelling and screaming and killing each other and didn't know why. You got to figure some of them are going, uh, who's the enemy? Who's the enemy? My mouse here. No, you're the enemy. Oh, you're the enemy. Supposed to be the guys over there. This is miraculous. This is miraculous. When Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude, and behold, they were, all, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. They got there just in time to see the battle was over. And the only fighting that was done was the enemy against themselves. <clears throat> and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. <coughs> for some reason, these guys brought all their jewels with them. <coughs> they brought all their gold and their silver. And their diamonds and their rubies, well, they don't need them anymore. <laughs> and Israel's there. All they did was praise God, and now they all loaded up. <clears throat> they loaded up and came back, loaded up, came back, loaded up. We're talking about gold, silver, rubies, diamonds. Took them three days. A three-day haul. What was to be a massacre of them turned in to a three-day enrichment. 
This is money. This is what God can do. When you stop being afraid. You stop being depressed. You stop talking about how big the problem is. And you begin to praise your God. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet everybody. (coughs) Stand on your feet. Lift up your hands. Oh Lord our God. How big you are. How great you are. How mighty you are. How wonderful you are. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Let's sing. There's no God as big as mine. Y'all pick up and go that. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that's been bugging you, you praise God over that, over that. And you talk to it, not just now, but tonight and tomorrow when it comes to try to bug you. You say, you are nothing in front of God. You you are nothing beside the power of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Greater is he that's living in me. No God bigger than mine. There is no God. No God as big as mine. Too big a problem. You just can't find. And it makes no difference what the devil Is he real? Is he for you? Is he with you? In you? On your side? Thank you, Lord. Now the key is, don't get back focused on the problem. Not tonight, not tomorrow. You keep talking about how big God is. Tonight, tomorrow. 
Next day, next week, you keep focused on him, said out loud, my eyes are on you. My eyes, my eyes are on you. Hallelujah. And the Lord himself will fight for you. Glory to God. And you'll just praise him for the victory. Praise God. Brother Dave, come on. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. No God as big as ours. Do we do we know the verse of that song when your back's against the wall? Put that verse up and let's sing the verse too. Amen. Sing it for me. When your back's against the wall and your mountain seems so tall. Glory to God. Say, I want you to go home with that. You can sing the verse and the the chorus, whatever you call that. Yeah, you can tell my music ability. Hallelujah. Altar care workers come forward. Wasn't that good tonight? Amen. This series, you know, I told my wife the other day, I said, as soon as they get it on an MP3, it's going to be my radio in my truck. Amen. As soon as we get it all finished and it's MP3, it's just gonna, it's going to be my radio. Because when I turn my truck on, that's what's going to come on. Amen. Because it, it is, it's going to keep you encouraged. It's going to keep you remembering who your God is, and not ever letting the devil tell you something's bigger than your God. Because there is nothing bigger than our God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well. We're gonna, they're gonna sing and we're gonna be dismissed. If you need to prayer for anything, any reason, want these people to agree with you about something that you got going on that you know you got victory over now, you just got somebody to agree with you, or maybe you know you got the victory, you just need somebody to shout with you, get filled with the Holy Ghost, get born again. If you're in here and you're not saved tonight, oh, don't leave here unsaved. You can come and, and, and find out about the God of your salvation. Amen? Glory to God. It's been a glorious night. It's going to be a glorious weekend. So go love on one another. Love on somebody else. We love you all. They'll sing. We'll be dismissed.